Hi, today is February 27th, uh, 2022. Welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Junie, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast, future podcasts, should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in NVIDIA, AMD, and PayPal. Thank you. All right, uh, we have a bit to talk about today. Uh, today's podcast, I hope, is fairly short because I haven't been feeling that good. Um, but I'm getting better as the days go by, and I think uh, <clears throat> it might just be a little obvious to just how I sound. Just wanted to clear that out of the way. Um, but there's a lot of website changes. I've been working really, really hard, uh, very diligently late in the night uh, like I used to. Uh, and so now there's a concept of timeline on the front page. Uh, there's also a concept of the same thing on each like stock ticker page. Like, for example, if you go to thetagain.com slash symbol slash AMD or you just type into the search bar on the thetagain.com website, uh, you'll notice that trades are now basically expanded and you can read helpful notes that people leave behind in their trades and trade logs. Um, and I thought that was a step in the right direction, making the website feel more homey uh, instead of like this very robotic or modular uh, website and uh, hopefully you guys and girls enjoy it there's been a few bugs already that have been fixed thank you f- to my patrons that have like you know clicked around and tested it a bit um over the weekend i'm excited to see what bugs roll in over this next week um but i feel very good on where it's at right now and i think a lot of newer visitors or maybe ones that haven't visited in a while will have that wow factor. It's like, oh, wow, like, you know, this this change is pretty big. Maybe I'll check it out more, etc. So that's done. Um, there's newer uh, ways on how you get notified. So now you'll get notified if someone that you follow uploads a trade or closes a trade. So I thought that was pretty awesome. Um, and then uh, you'll notice that trades now also have stock company logos. So that's pretty cool. It just brings a little bit more life into uh, the website. And then uh, last but not least, uh, there is a new mobile interface for when you're on mobile. So now um, there's like a little bit less of the screen being taken up by just the standard stuff that's always been there. Uh, But now there's a mobile nav bar that's very neatly placed on the bottom so that you just have more screen real estate to really view things and um, just navigate the website by. Uh, This change is a pretty big one uh, in my opinion. I almost wanted to label this change as like the V3 of the website, but just because I know that um, deep down I want the back end to be cleaned up a little bit as well as the front end too, um, that whole entire cleanup will be the V3, and then I think that's when I'll start open sourcing a lot of Theta Gang's uh, technology, right? Like it's like air quote and SpongeBob case for sure, Um, but technology and also um, like business logic. There's a lot of cool business logic things that I think datagang.com solves um, that I think can only get better with other people's input, um, but it needs to be packaged in a way that is iterable and that is, um, that's, uh, that, I don't know, it needs to be clean. And not just that you can just add code on top of spaghetti code, but it also needs to be clean enough where it can be maintained properly. Um, because of the entire bus factor, right? Like, it doesn't make sense for me to make something open source if I'm not willing to maintain it. So, uh, give me, I don't know, maybe quarter three, quarter four, uh, then v3 of datagang.com will be out, and that will be a lot of really cool open source projects that I know a lot of engineers uh, listen to this podcast, and uh, I've gotten a lot of helpful people reach out and volunteer to help, and I think that's where... Um, everyone will shine. So uh, sit tight for that. But everybody, please enjoy um, version 2.26 where timelines are introduced, new notifications, new mobile interface, and some stock company logos for everyone to enjoy and make the website feel just a little bit more pretty. Man, I'm I'm like hearing myself after I record and I have to really honestly apologize for how my voice sounds. It sounds super bad um i promise though uh it doesn't feel as bad um it just i just have to record this and then i'm gonna continue to go relax uh but something to note is that the features are red so right now it's uh 8 9 p.m 
uh, gonna go and type in stock features. I looked at it earlier, so don't think like I'm a, a mind reading guru or a market reading guru. I already looked at it. Um, yeah, NASDAQ is down 1.35%. The Dow is down more than 600 points, and that's down 1.79%. So this is just a early reminder um, you know, for those that just experienced trading last week, uh, that the market can absolutely go the entire other direction that you wanted to go to, right? Like I see that futures are red right now. Uh, and you know, it makes me sad, you know, I was potentially about to break even for the year, uh, like tomorrow, it's not going to happen. Uh, looking, you know, waking up in the morning, expecting red, and then I could say like, oh man, you know what, I'm tired of, you know, all these chances of breaking even, you know what, the, the market has to go down. It's had so many t tries trying to go green, and just every time everyone's just about to make some money, it seems like the market always goes down. So you know what, I'm going to buy, I'm going to allocate like 30% of my portfolio to puts, and I'll make big bucks because I'm tired of the market not rebounding. I know from my experience and seeing people left and right of me blow up during like COVID times with that same logic. So I know now to not do um, any of that sort of stuff. <clears throat> Some of you might say like, wow, Junior, that sounds super obvious. Yeah, let's not put 30% or 40% of your net worth into something that expires in the same week. But it, it would shock you how many times people do what they say they won't do. Or, you know, they don't do what they do say they would do. The fintech, or not fintech, sorry, fintwit right now is in a very, very interesting spot. I think some of it is starting to come out into light now because of YouTube channels like CoffeeZilla. Um, there's, a, there's a video game oriented one. Um, his name is Kira TV. Um, these YouTubers basically, um, they illustrate like scammers they illustrate people that don't stick to their word or they illustrate people that uh try to take advantage of other people by looking like some sort of way right these random guys on youtube just go in to the next extra step and get all this data on the person and they present it in a way that's like look a lot of people say one thing, but they do another thing. Or a lot of people try to look good, try to look cool, uh, but they're actually not. So Fintwit is just like that. You're going to see a lot of people tomorrow morning take advantage of all this like very volatile price action where they can have lots of opportunity to show plays that win. right? Like Say, for example, tomorrow morning I bought puts and calls right Let, let's just say i bought a straddle i bought like the what is, what is let's just say nvidia nvidia right now is trading at 241 let's just say for example all intents and purposes i buy a straddle at 240 that means i buy the 240 put and i buy the 240 call that play in my opinion probably wouldn't work out because the volatility is really high and the options would be really expensive and you would need the stock to move really really far but take it from a guru's perspective and say, for example, at you know, I buy it at the bell and it keeps on dipping down. Then suddenly I exit out my put for a profit, and I have this really cool screenshot of me timing, um, you know, some sort of top and exiting out the put with a profit. And I can share that on Twitter, attract more people to join my service because I'm so sick. Um, but then no one else would know about the call that I bought also at 240 that lost. So very just do a very very um just do an extra search into people when you start signing up for um services especially right now right like it's really hard to imagine someone is consistently being right when the market is this uh teeter-tottery very very up and down uh, i just thought i should warn people again um, because i know that emotions run super hot especially when the market is whipsawing up and down um, so just be careful something to also just as a reminder right um, we've had many days where we started off with green futures and had like a minus three percent day we've had the futures where we started off really red but then we ended up two percent right so no one knows what's going to happen 
after the bell. You can win or lose during the nighttime with the pajama traders when everyone's sleeping, trading futures. But when the market opens, it's free for all. No one knows what's going to happen. So you need to trade like it. If you don't know what's going to happen, it doesn't make sense to put your entire net worth into a position, especially if it expires, right? It makes more sense to find the uptrend and then invest. Some people, like me included, bought the dip a little too early, right? But I'm knowledgeable to some extent. I know how to navigate my premiums so I can lower my break even and then eventually exit, etc. I proved that in the COVID crash, some of the beginning of last year, but not the end of last year because everyone made money at the end of last year. And I'm slowly proving it this year. I started off with a really horrible cost basis on NVIDIA, AMD, and PayPal. But like, say for example, futures were green today and we pop green tomorrow morning, I would be able to exit like a lot of like my AMD and my PayPal position for green. It would be crazy to think that like I had such a bad entry and make it out okay. And but <coughs> excuse me. But um if I have to wait like say another week or two or or three or maybe I have to keep on training for two more months and I don't know, Nvidia starts heading down to like one fifty or one hundred, I'm going to do it. I have to do it. This is just what I do, but it's just how I also portray myself. I'm not, you know, telling people, oh, you need to buy the dip. You need to buy the dip now or else you're going to miss the rocket. Or, oh, you're buying puts. Oh, you're stupid. Oh, you're this, you're that. Oh, you're not buying calls here. You're a dummy. I'm just making sure that I trade according to how I want to trade. I wish a lot more people did that. And then just like kind of let the results speak for themselves. I don't think there's no <laughs> real rush, um, you know, <clears throat> to prove other people that you're good because other people have different definitions of good too. Um, if someone looks at like say my theygain.com profile, you know, they see that maybe I, I only made like 40% um for year one or 50 percent for year one and like 40 percent for like year two um so, you know some wall street bets people might be like oh that's only 40 percent. i can make that in one options play to some hedge fund managers some might say yeah that's pretty good for a novice and then uh you know they say oh well oh that's just a little bit of money because you know they they traded like millions or billions of dollars and here i am with with my portfolio uh, by the way that's 207k at the moment um but yeah don't go broke trying to prove others right or wrong it makes no sense um but you know something that i said last week was um just be a nice person and that you'll be okay and to not look too deep into it if you are a good person uh it only benefits you at the very end there's no there's nothing wrong with being a bad person the only thing that's wrong with being a bad person is that I can make fun of you <laughs> as I'm sick. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, I mean, if you are doing bad and you are a good person and I can tell you're nice, I will help you. But if you are doing bad and you are just displacing all the blame and you're saying like, oh, the market manipulators or, oh, this is this so-and-so's fault. Oh, this is the company's fault. Oh, this is the CEO's fault for saying that. If I know, or, you know, and then you start calling other people like rude names, I can't feel sorry for you. Like you're just so not, <laughs> you're not accountable. You're not taking accountability and it doesn't, it, it's just not a good sign. So take it on yourself to, you know, really look at your losses for the year. If you're, if you're red, this is just me assuming, right? Um, if you are red, take a look at your portfolio and really look and see, you know, what got you to initially enter that position. And then, you know, some, a lot of you, I'm assuming you bought the dip. Like what made you buy the dip here? And then what can you do to prevent yourself from buying the dip too early this time? Some might ask, well, Junie, I truly thought that that was the bottom. And then uh, I decided to buy more. What's up? 
I would say then, like, what made you think it was the bottom? Just because it was a large percentage down day, or did you look at the graph, or did you do this? And then take, go one level deeper and just analyze, like, okay, you thought that, you know, it was going to rebound at this price because the graph said this, or, you know, this is a triple bottom. Then, you know, you learn right then and there, hey, you know, going all in or buying the dip just because there's a triple bottom doesn't make that much sense going forward, right? So if you were to see a triple bottom tomorrow at open, I would urge you probably to you know, learn from your past mistakes and don't do it. Some of you, right, would go even a level deeper and say, well, Junie, that was the one time that I, it, it was wrong. This time will be different. And you could make money, right, if you did invest in this theoretical triple bottom. And this stock continue to go up, but it, that's the risk reward that you have to start doing as you start learning things. Because if you never learn things and change your strategy or how you start entering your positions, you're going to have a really, really bad time. And just to wrap it up, I think I see a side of the market a lot of other people don't get to see. Don't think that like I'm the only person that gets to see this side of the market. Uh, I'm sure a lot of, um, you know, uh, uh, like other helpful people on Twitter or Reddit do. But people send losses all the time. Uh, and they ask for help on strikes, expirations, entry points, double down points, and uh, all this stuff. Uh, you know, a lot of those stocks and a lot of those um, options... Uh, that I get sent of these people that are down pretty big for the year are in, you know, more or less meme stocks and expirations are too short or um, options that were very emotional, right? Like buying puts at market open um, and then having the market rally the one time that they bought puts. It's, it's sad, right? Like they don't have that foundation of, uh, understanding how a trade in its lifetime is supposed to, you know, turn out. You know, I say all the time that you never know what the market will do, etc., etc. Be careful, this and that. But a lot of people don't understand the basics of, you know, sometimes you do have to hold and see how the numbers play out. Sometimes you do have to um, exit a position for a loss for the better or sometimes you do got to take it off the table while you can but without a good foundation you're always going to be self-guessing you're always going to be um, uh, wondering if you got to exit out and do all this trust me I have those moments too and I act on those feelings uh, some of the time but a lot of the times I write down what I'm going to do or how I'm feeling in my trade notes at theygame.com slash Juni. Um, all of my patrons know and all of my followers on the website know. Um, I write down my thoughts. I, I write down what I'm going to do. And then, you know, it helps me um, when I'm about to close because I'll go to the trade on my theygame.com website. And then I'll read the note and I'll say, like, do I still feel this way? I'll, most of the time I'll say, yes. Yeah, I still, it still makes sense. It's still above this support, et cetera, et cetera. And then um, it'll save me from making a bad trade or whatnot. Um, but that's also really boring, right? Um, a lot of the difficult parts of any hobby are, is really boring. Um, I wish it was more fun to write notes. I, I want to make it as fun as possible on datingang.com. Um, but that's just a mission that I'm working on. Um, but to go into a different topic, um, I'm going to be talking about a few of my trades for this year um, that have helped uh, in, the, in the reddest of times. And I think we'll have a red morning tomorrow. So see if maybe any of my plays um, that I talk about can relate to some of yours. And hopefully it gives you uh, a few more options, no pun indebted, uh, on what you can do. Okay, um, so this year... Uh, as you all know, I've been invested into NVIDIA for a, a pretty long time, since like the beginning of uh, January, January 3rd, to be honest. And that's like exactly when the market um, basically tanked. Um, I got assigned uh, 
on NVIDIA uh, at the, what strike was this? This was the 305 put. So NVIDIA, uh, for, those that you, for those that don't know, is now currently trading at 241. Uh, I got assigned at 305. And uh, you know, just Friday, I turned my position green. To be exact, I am up on NVIDIA for the year by $807.48. My favorite play uh, when the market gets, you know, very shaky, like times like this, um, is keeping expiration short uh, and also on the short side. I don't like buying long options. Uh, I kind of tested some of my hedging uh, strategies out um, uh, like last week I bought a long naked put I managed that very closely but I don't want to talk about that one today I ended up just closing it for like a five or ten dollar profit as the market was started rebounding I was up on it up like big time at one point but I thought you know this is a protective put I'm gonna keep it on and then you know I'll just at the very least exit for a profit loss of like zero or something um, which I ended up doing, exiting about like I think five or ten dollars. Can't really remember, um, but yeah, so that was fun. But when the market gets shaky, like it is right now, my favorite types of plays is understand first of all understanding where your break even is. Um, I I had a break even of like two ninety five or something. I sold the three hundred five put. And I received maybe like a thousand dollars in credit, so that left me two ninety five. And I collected so much premium on the way down that I'm almost uh, well. I mean, I'm counting tomorrow, but you know, if I exited Friday, I would be green for the year. Uh, which, but I didn't, so I'm st I'm gonna be red for the year again. But that's okay because it's slow and steady. This is fine. Um, so yeah, yeah, keeping. Um, Expirations short is a good step. Uh, I don't like tying myself to a contract for too long when things are shaky. You get more premium that way, and it's a little bit less management, which is good for a lot of people because people tend to touch their trades too often. Um, but uh, during times like this, uh, weekly options, I think, uh, are pretty good uh, when you sell them. Uh, I'm not really a big proponent on buying them. Uh, like I just mentioned, um, but we'll get to that later. Uh, another thing, yeah, like I mentioned also, is the break-even. When you know where your break-even is, that's when you can take advantage of selling at the money. Um, say, for example, right now, NVIDIA is trading at 241. And let's say for all intents and purposes, the market tomorrow opens up completely neutral, like 0% uh, or 0%. Uh, I would have a $807 gain and I would be, in my mental state, I would be happy with that. Things are really tough right now. Things are really scary. I don't know what's going to develop in the war. I don't think this is a good time for me to say buy the dip or the risk reward doesn't make sense to me here. Um, and so what I would do instead is I would write an at the money covered call. I get paid very well for it because things are very, very volatile right now. So there's a lot of volatility premium in the option. And what the best part is, is if the market goes up, I get paid fairly. Yes, times are very, very volatile. And if I sell this cover call at the money, uh, at my break even, uh, then uh, I will get paid fairly and if it goes up yes if it goes past my strike yes there's or strike and premium there is some room there for me to lose out on some money but what is the end goal here I just want to basically uh, get to a cash point in my portfolio where I'm majority cash and slowly start trickling back in as I start seeing an uptrend Right now, I think I am a little bit more allocated than I want to be. I'm not over allocated by any means because I have plenty of cash still left and I'm not using margin. Um, but making sure that uh, I don't get overextended and then I leave 
you know, profits on the table to get wiped uh, in case we start heading down is like my first priority. So <clears throat> the other beauty of selling the at the money cover call at your break even for times that are really volatile is you get an optimal amount of premium if the stock starts to go down. So for example, I sell the at the money call at 241 on NVIDIA and then um, the stock starts going down. Well, I know that I got a really sweet deal on selling that covered call. And if the stock goes down, I'm not necessarily sweating yet. The stock continues to go way down. Uh, that's when it starts getting a little dicey. But the silver lining is always that I got a good deal. Is that I understand that these covered calls I'm writing for NVIDIA are lowering my break even really aggressively. That's why I say a lot of times in my trade notes is um, I treat at the money cover calls to be very aggressive uh, because it makes your money or makes your portfolio churn. Anytime that I reference aggressive in my notes is in reference to stocks going in and out of my portfolio um, quickly. So being okay with green is a good thing I, like obviously i'm like saying it and it just sounds so stupid but being okay with being green is the best mindset uh, for me that that has worked for me um that means being okay with the fact that your stocks might get called away but as long as they get called away and you're at a profit and then you get to make the decision later like after your shares get called away to go back in that choice, I think, is the most powerful choice that you can have right now as everything just seems like very rocky. So my tip to you is finding out what your break even is on your favorite stocks and seeing if the at the money cover call right now makes sense to you. Um, and uh, especially you need to make sure and this is rule number one of writing cover calls in my book. Not my actual book. I I don't have an actual book, but in my my theoretical book is <laughs> sorry uh, laughing uh, makes me cough, so I have to make sure I don't laugh. Um, making sure that uh, the call away, um, the price that you get called away on your covered call has to be above your break even. If you want to be a little bit even more aggressive, you include the premium of the covered call into your break-even calculation. Um, but you know, <clears throat> making sure that when the shares get called away, that your yearly profit loss for that stock is green is absolutely the top priority. Don't write covered calls in frustration because the stock just keeps on going down, and then you start thinking, "Oh, you know what." Nvidia is not gonna go up to 250 by this Friday uh, because the stock market just seems to only want to go down. So I'm just gonna write down or write a covered call at 250 even though my break even is at 290 uh, because there's just no way. And then the 290 doesn't make sense to write because it gives too little premium and the 250 makes sense, uh, but it's just not gonna get, it, it just, it's just not gonna get there. So I'll be fine. And then, you know, we have just one of these market rally days that come out of nowhere and then NVIDIA does hit 250 by Friday and your shares get called away and then you realize like a four, $4,000 loss because maybe your break even was 290 as well, right? The market is really good at knowing what exactly you don't want to happen. Like the market is that efficient. Like it's crazy to think that these things are rare. When you write an option always assume that that max loss that theoretical max loss will happen so for example when you write a covered call as soon as you write it just pretend that your shares have gone away and then don't put more margin on the shares don't like uh don't leverage your shares for any other covered call that you're writing or some, anything else just assume that it's getting called away and a lot of your uh, strategy will become a lot simpler. That goes with uh, cash secured puts that you write, just automatically pretend you just spent that money to buy 100 shares at that price and things get a lot simpler. <clears throat> um, but uh, to you know, wrap this up, I also do wanna just say that um, I'm still down on my PayPal visit position. 
So I don't want to say like, oh, this is so easy. Uh, I've already turned green for NVIDIA. If I can do it, you can too, right? NVIDIA is just one of those stocks that I'm really comfortable with trading. So I think I have like a little bit of edge there. Um, but I am currently red on PayPal and I'm slightly red. And I mean like slightly red on AMD, um, but that's okay. Um, AMD uh, is also one of the tr uh, you know stocks that I'm pretty comfortable with. That I'm pretty comfortable trading so I'm not too worried about AMD um, but quit real quickly just so I don't sound like a guru uh, that only wins uh, I'm currently down on my PayPal PayPal position and fun fact if I just didn't enter this PayPal position at the beginning of the year uh, I would actually be green for the year so PayPal is like the majority of my losses for this year and I recognize that. I know that I still do like PayPal as a company. It's been beaten up a lot. Do I think you should invest in PayPal? I don't know. That's up to you. You need to do your own due diligence. Um, but uh, yeah, I understand that PayPal is the weakest part of my portfolio. And it's also the least I know. Like it's the let the, what is proper English here? I know the least about PayPal in my entire portfolio compared to AMD and Nvidia. So when I buy the dip, I do it in very, very, I mean very small increments. I've been buying uh, PayPal in like batches of, let me go to, go to my profile here. Um, I've bought in like, sh like uh, shares of quantities of, I bought 25 on my first dip that I bought at 123 and I bought uh, another dip uh, uh, and then another quantity of 12. So that leaves me with 137 shares where I typically, and this is more for like Nvidia or AMD, I typically buy these companies in bulks of 100 because that's how comfortable I am with these companies. But for PayPal, I decided to say switch my strategy up because I don't know exactly where the PayPal bottom is. Um, I read some stuff about PayPal that's a little shaky. I also read some bullish stuff about PayPal that makes me pretty hopeful. So I'm not ready to say uh, finish my next bulk of 100 for PayPal, making my total shares to 200 quite yet. Um, maybe a few more days like Friday where we have rallies across like the entire stock market. Then yeah, if I see some general strength in the market, then I would consider, yes, maybe this could pot pot um, potentially be the bottom and I might consider just finishing and buying the next uh, 63 shares and round up to 200. But what's been working for me so far and what makes my mental state really good about PayPal is I'm only buying like 25 shares at a time, 12 shares at a time. Um, and you know, a little bit of insight into why I bought 12, because 12 is a little bit of a random number, right? 25 is a little bit more understandable. <clears throat> when I, tried to average down on a stock uh, for ones that I'm not comfortable with. I like to go in as incrementally as possible because it makes me feel good in case if we start going down. Because then I could say, oh, at least I didn't buy 100 shares. You know, things could be worse. So I bought 25 shares the first time. The second time I bought PayPal, I bought uh, 12 shares. Uh, my reasoning there was, Okay, I told myself I would average down four times on PayPal uh, to get up to 200, and that would mean uh, four purchases of 25 shares at a time. The market right now is still as shaky as when I first doubled down at 25, even maybe even more shaky. So I told myself, you know what? For this next, next batch of 25, I'm gonna cut that in half. I'm going to only buy 12, and I'll buy 13 next time. So. This uh, incremental um, doubling down has saved me a bunch, a bunch of like mental headspace. I think honestly, if I doubled down um, around like the 105 area, yeah, I would probably be doing pretty well on my pay PayPal position, at least pretty well in terms of like getting back to green. Um, but this way that I doubled down, at least I doubled down some, or I bought more, I, I averaged down some, because um, it's not quite doubling down because I didn't buy the another 100. I'm only 37 out of the next 100, right? Um, it's helped me 
<clears throat> just be more comfortable with understanding that the market can still go down. Um, you know, and that actually reminds me of this last bit here that I'll kind of like just kind of talk about. Um, you know, one of my uh, close friends hit me up uh, about uh, putting their money into a robo portfolio because they don't trust themselves uh, with their Robinhood account, right? Um, I thought that was like a really cool decision, right? Because, you know, sometimes just putting your money in the market through a robo portfolio is better for you because, you know, it's very enticing to want to buy call options, put options, time things because it's fun. So we like basically came to a compromise. He's going to um, still play options in his uh, Robinhood portfolio, and that's cool. Um, but he's putting a large chunk of money into a robo portfolio. Um, and he approached me <coughs> on Messenger one day saying like, you know, um, I've been looking at this dip and I think it's a pretty big dip. I want to go in. I want to put large money into a rope portfolio and have that ride. <clears throat> and I said, <coughs> okay, that's great. Let me do an exercise with you. How much money are you looking to put in? And he told me uh, 20 to 30K. I said, great, let's just round that to, you know, average number 25. So it's 25K. Um, and then, you know, I told him about my thoughts of the current market. You know, a lot of things I've talked about on this podcast about, you know, uh, I can be as optimistically bullish as I want. Uh, but right now, I still think we're in for a very turbulent time. And I don't quite know exactly when the bottom is. And I'm pretty sure you don't either. So I told him instead of slamming all 25K into your robo portfolio, uh, why don't we do like, uh, like, you know, break that up. Let's say like five payments of 5K, like 5K every month for the next five months or 5K for the next five weeks. So uh, he's taken that. And I got to say that uh, the first payment of five, uh, is pretty flat to be honest like he put it down on uh, a pretty green day last week uh, market went down pretty heavy but then made a huge bounce on friday so i'd imagine that's pretty flat and then uh yeah he can observe tomorrow i mean the stock market or stock features right now are saying that's down and then he gets a choice right the choices are really powerful in anything i mentioned magic the gathering all the time so i'll save you the reference there but um, having choice is having a choice is really strong. So he can observe tomorrow's market and say, you know, wow, we're down really huge today. And then, you know what? I'll just put in the 5k tomorrow if it's green tomorrow. And if it's not green, then, you know, you just continue holding off and you're getting an even better deal. Whereas if you initially just slammed 25k, you would be stuck or you would feel stuck or you would just have this thought in the back of your head just eating at you like, oh, why, why didn't I just wait longer? The point is you don't know, right? You never know when the bottom is. So I love that, you know, he already put in the 5K, the initial one. It's just like put it in, let it ride, let's go. But now he has four more choices or I mean potentially way more choices if he decides to do like 1k a day or 1k every red day do something fun right make it fun for you make investing fun a lot of people try to maximize gains and then you're going to get you know your mental base you're twisted if you just like look for gain 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 without the expectation of losses so yeah, I mean, good for him. Um, he's honestly one of the um, like people that I've taught options to that picked it up the fastest. He he so smart, um, very diligent. His main weakness, though, is that he likes to have fun. But is that really a weakness if you're good, right? Like if you're, I don't mean good as in like skilled necessarily for options, but like life is good you have friends you have a good family good girlfriend and all that stuff yeah you can have fun with options right um anyway uh i think that's it uh i hope you know some of the things that i've been going through um have given you inspiration on how to tackle things on your side um at the money cover calls are definitely saving my butt 
at the moment, and they make me feel really good despite which way the market goes. Um, so hopefully you guys and girls can understand where your break-even is. If you don't know where your break-even is, this is a great shameless plug for the ThetaGain.com website where it can calculate it for you. I mean, it just depends on wh whether or not you're willing to actually just like upload your trades there. Um, but it can calculate your break even. It can be a really useful tool on where you pick your strikes and you know uh, determining whether or not the amount of premium you're receiving for this option is good for you. And that's datagang.com. You can view my trades, and I'm talking every single one, uh, at least the ones that are closed. If you sign up for Patreon or whatever, you can see the 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 ones that uh, are currently open. Um, but don't sign up for Patreon right now. Just just don't. Um, I'm kind of just like coding away at the website just doing just doing the boring stuff and uh i'm sure that there will be a influx of people when the market starts to go up and everyone's like hungry for oh what's the next big secret what's that's what typically happens right things slow down when the markets are red and then when the market's frothy again tons of people are like oh you know i've uh <laughs> i've i've always wanted to do this style and you know i just got you know i got pounded in the in the current in the recent red wave and i'm excited for green and i'm willing to give this a shot and then you know they still they still have the habits of when they traded during the times when they were red and it's more volatile and then they seek to gain more risk or you know gain more and it's just it's like a cycle man it's crazy it's it is really really crazy just seeing like the human psyche on both like the mania side and the fear side and I've been doing this for almost like three years. Uh, it will be three years in, I think, J June. Yeah, uh, June. Um, actually, let me just scroll down, right? Like, I know when my first trade on Thayging.com was placed. Give me a sec. My very first trade was on 6, 9, so January, March, April, May, June. June 9th, 2019. So June 9th of this year, I can say that I've been doing this for three years. Three years, I've seen people blow up. I've seen people make lots of money. I've seen people get very mad. I've seen people get very sad. I've seen people very happy. The only thing that's been consistent for you know the last maybe like two and a half years so far is you know just my attitude of you know learning options while trying to be like a positive voice and community for those that are learning right like i don't think i've really swayed beyond that since the beginning uh i haven't turned into that options guru that's like join my service because i get these five alerts out the five alerts from yesterday right and if you're not following you're missing out patreon in the comments or something you know something like that like the website is free. The the podcast is free. And I'm pretty dang sure it's staying that way. Like I don't I don't see myself ever you know making any of those like something that you pay for. Um, yeah. I I mean it's it's cool now now that I know that actually on June 9th it's it's like the, my official three years of just strictly doing this style of trading. I'm going to say it actually right now. I think I have the longest history of publicly recorded trades that are strictly thaging style. I think being that specific, uh, I'm definitely taking that title. I it would be it would be risque to say that I have the longest publicly recorded trade history like ever. Um, but maybe I'll do some research on my own and see like who else is doing this. And maybe I could reach out to them, right? Like if someone else is truly putting out every single trade out there especially like before they win or lose them like they're not just like picking and choosing which ones that they won or they lost and you know which losses look less red or whatever uh i think it'd be really cool to see anyway uh i will see everybody <coughs> uh on the stream uh this coming tuesday or if not i'll just see everybody on the next podcast episode thank you Alrighty, I want to give a shout out to Pocket Change, Avrilian, Mike D, Slow Motion, Jay ZN, Symmetrics, Past Your Bedtime, Empty Cans, Mods, Norco, Royal, Mitch Brady, Seven, Upstream Puddle, <coughs> Craig Thomas, GJ Wilson, BJ Kim, Statistically Random, CJNY80, Mr. Integrity, Drevy, Deleted, Joff86, Alan Bell, Wheaton, Deutsch Mac86, 
No, <coughs> Vlad TC, Mo Manny TV6, Chivonis, I'm Hayden Lulu, Mr. Sneezy, Mr. Mendo Dum Dum, Grandpa 95, Little Jetson, Fancy Wolf, Master XC, McFly, Seneca, LG Smith, Memed, Chicken Dinner, Ivan Rikonov, Arf Man, Lord Scouts, Lazy Reservist, Jester, Kaput, Rest Your Shifty, AG, Theta Ray, Ulex V, uh, Elfinko 4RT, uh, Cat Make Money, IRL, IRL, Ansys 88. Wow. Yeah, I was definitely on the struggle bus <clears throat> recording <clears throat> today, but um, I made it to the end. Whoa. <laughs> I promise that this sounds way worse on the mic than it really is because I really only cough <clears throat> if I'm like talking. So I spent like this weekend just like kind of watching shows with my girlfriend and coding the website just like alongside her and. It's been a pretty relaxing weekend. Like, I I take this uh, sickness as a sign of, like, okay, you know, you just did all this really hard work on the website, and you've been doing lots of really cool trades. You've you've been doing this at work. You've been doing that jiu-jitsu, whatever. Um, I'm going to need you to calm down for a little bit, Junie. I'm going to need you to just, uh, you know, lay down, like, code a little bit, right? You know, I'm not going to make you stop coding, but code a little bit and just relax, buddy. That's what I think this sickness is all about. So just seeing in that light kind of makes me feel a little bit better. It's like life is just telling me to just chill. Um, <clears throat> what else? What else is there? Is there anything actually else to say? Uh, I've started learning how to play Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence on piano, and I think uh, I'm I'm getting there. It, it sounds like Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, so that's pretty cool. I got a reverb pedal for my guitar. Um, it kind of sounds like I'm a musical person, just by the way I'm like mentioning piano guitar. I'm actually not. Uh, I've played guitar since I was in middle school, but I took a very long break in college. Uh, and I just recently started very seriously picking it up in like quarantine. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's been that's been really fun. Uh, my shrimp are doing really well. Oh, like really, really, really well. They have tons of babies, and these are like really fancy shrimp. These are crystal red shrimp. Uh, for those that want to look that up on Google, if you're at your work computer or if you're working, just type in crystal red shrimp on Google, and that's what my shrimp are. They're really small, so if you see a picture of them on Google, they might look like big shrimp that you might be imagining. But if you type into, like, YouTube, you'll see just, like, how quite small they are. Um, but, yeah, that's doing well. My bonsai tree is doing pretty well. Um, my orchid is just dormant. I think that's just like the best way to say it. It's just dormant. It's not dead, but it's also not growing. Um, so that's that. Uh, for those that are into orchids, I have a witchcraft that's currently dormant. That's a black orchid. So I thought that was pretty cool. The flower is like black. I th it just reminded me of like the black lotus. So that, uh, that's why I got it. Um, what else? What else? Um... You know, I I think that's it. Uh, the I, I can't. I also just cannot believe that this podcast actually ended up being around the time it is right now, like forty eight minutes. Um, the website changes. I'm so like it's okay. Something I've been working on. It's okay to be proud of myself. I am very proud of what I'm presenting to everybody on basically Monday. I'm sure, like, a lot of people actually don't check this out on the weekend. So that's why I say I'm presenting on Monday because th that's when people are going to log on. Um, I'm very excited. I worked really hard on it. Uh, and I hope it, you can tell that I worked really hard on it. Um, and it's it, the website is like a reflection of me. Software engineers that listen to this podcast know how annoying it could be sometimes to like fix a bug on your company's like service or website but when there's a bug on thetagang.com i love fixing it i love making thetagang.com actually work well because to me it's like a, it sounds so cringe right but I, that's why i know it's going to last for a long time i won't say forever but it will last a very, very long time.
because it's a reflection of myself. I love working on it and I'm proud to always tell everybody that I work on it. Uh, and it's it's my baby. Like I, 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 when I get compliments on my website, I imagine that's what it's going to be like when people say, oh, you have such a beautiful daughter, oh, she's so cute or whatever and all that stuff. Um, so just kind of getting some prep in for all of that when, when, when those days come. Um, yeah, uh, I think, uh, last remarks could be about the market, I guess. The market is going to be down tomorrow. At least that's what I'm saying. Uh, cause the futures are down. Uh, I will remain, uh, wanting the, uh, you know, just everyone to be okay. I wish Russia wouldn't invade Ukraine. I wish everyone to be well, healthy, and we could get this all resolved peacefully. Uh, what I won't do is I won't pretend that I, me buying puts on the economy is going to change anything or save people. So that I don't get caught my <laughs> with myself being mad if the market goes up and my puts start to lose. I think that's the case A example of the type of person that I'm not a huge fan of is someone goes all in on puts the market starts to go up despite you know there's a war going on or inflation and they start getting mad that things are looking better or people are happier etc etc I think it takes a very special type of person to think that way um, and that's why maybe you know I don't think so highly of them um, but yeah just be careful out there. There's a lot of mean people on the internet. There's a lot of mean people in real life too. But I promise there are a lot more uh, nice people than there are mean people. The mean people are just louder. Uh, that's it for today's podcast. I'll see everybody uh, on the Tuesday live stream this coming Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time at twitch.tv slash Or I'll just see everybody on the next podcast. Bye-bye.